Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we discuss one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL. Now, if you've ever finished a treatment session with a client and felt worried about whether you were actually helping that patient, I'm really excited to dive into this article with you. A major part of what inspired me to start OT Potential and to dive deeper into research was this exact kind of worry. I felt like in my work, I was really good at all the logistics of it. I was good at note writing. I was good at managing my schedule, but I would honestly get home at night and worry about whether all that was actually helping the patients that I was seeing. So today we're going to look at a particular journal article. And when I say the title, it's going to sound very specific and not related to this topic. But as we discuss it and kind of tease out themes, we will definitely circle back to this conversation. So let's go ahead and dive on in. The article that we're looking at is titled Virtual Reality for Upper Extremity Rehabilitation in Early Stroke, a Pilot Randomized Control Trial. It is found in the Journal of Clinical Rehabilitation and was published in the year 2014. And this article ranks 32nd on our list of the 50 most influential OT-related journal articles. So last week on the podcast, we looked at a feasibility study of high-repetition, task-oriented upper extremity motor rehab following stroke. And one of the big questions that we got in our forum discussion was this. Wouldn't this kind of treatment be mind-numbingly boring for both the patient and for the therapist? After all, when we're looking at high repetition therapy, that means we're looking at 300 to 600 repetitions of a particular task in a given therapy session. So the potential for this to be really boring is definitely there, which ties to this week's article because one of the solutions for making this high repetition therapy more meaningful and engaging is the use of virtual reality. And this particular study sought to understand that if an early stroke, a virtual reality system that kind of helped the patient perform this high repetition task-oriented training would improve the upper extremity outcomes over conventional occupational therapy. And as promising as virtual reality seems, the answer in this particular study was that virtual reality therapy was not superior to conventional OT alone. This article aligns with research that we've already talked about on the podcast, which has just failed to capture significant benefits of using virtual reality in the acute care setting following stroke over just conventional OT. We have looked at some systematic reviews that suggested based on the research that virtual reality could be a good adjunct to conventional therapy in the chronic phase of stroke. But in this article, we're looking at that acute care phase and we just really haven't seen the research that shows significant benefit over what you guys are just already doing. So to flesh this article out a little bit more, the research was done in Singapore and 23 adults were randomly assigned into a control group and an intervention group. 
the average time since their stroke was 16 days. Um, so all of these patients were really in that early stroke phase. The intervention group received nine sessions consisting of 30 minutes of virtual reality therapy over two weeks, in addition to conventional therapy, which included OT and PT. And the control group received the same amount of time of therapy, but it was all conventional therapy, all that conventional OT and PT, and no VR therapy was delivered. And all of the patients in the study actually improved in their upper extremity motor outcomes. But what was interesting was that they all improved to a similar degree. And actually, just looking at the real numbers, the people in the conventional therapy improved just slightly more, but statistically, it wasn't statistically significant. So um, everyone improved to about the same degree. Now, as you're looking at this article, you will probably think of its limitations, and they actually discuss a lot of those in the discussion portion of the article. For example, was there enough virtual reality therapy provided? To me, that really doesn't seem like that much. Those nine sessions of 30 minutes of virtual reality. Also, was the sample size large enough? Or what if both arms had been included in the virtual reality practice? Uh, this has shown promise in some other studies. And maybe the virtual reality system itself was a problem. Maybe it wasn't sophisticated enough. So definitely this conversation around virtual reality and stroke is going to continue and try to answer these questions. Part of what's driving this is that technology companies obviously have a huge stake and whether there is a new technology out there that could really help us in stroke care. So let's dive right into my takeaways for occupational therapy practitioners. As always, these are just my own personal takeaways. They are meant to serve more as a discussion starter. I'm definitely not an expert in every topic that we cover. So these are my own personal musings that hopefully will get your wheels turning as well. My first big takeaway is just that patients do keep showing improvement in upper extremity motor rehab in the studies that we're looking at. It can feel like a letdown to read a research study like this where the conclusions are insignificant. But I do think that there's a very important part of this article that should not get lost, and that is all the patients improved. Upper extremity motor rehab following stroke is one of the topics that we have looked the most at in this podcast because it's one of the most studied topics. And definitely we just keep seeing this theme that patients do improve in their outcomes when they have therapy. So really the big takeaway is that this conventional OT upper extremity motor rehab is working for these patients. Which leads right into my second takeaway, which is that at this time, you can be confident that your conventional therapy strategies are just as effective as many of these fancy technologies that we're looking at which totally loops back to the opening of this podcast where if you're like me and you have a tendency to worry that there are fancier or more technological interventions out there that could be helping your patients more than the care that you're providing, you at this point you can really just relax a bit because at this point in time, at least in this case of acute stroke rehab, you and your clinical reasoning abilities and the conventional OT that you are providing seems to be exactly what your patients need. There are obviously a lot of new technologies coming to market, 
But in the case of working with complex cases, which is what we do in occupational therapy, the ability of the human mind, of your mind to draw connections and kind of make sense of these complex cases, um, just at this point cannot be replicated by the technology that's out there. Technology is really just an adjunct to your superpower, which is your clinical reasoning and you thinking through what is best for this complex situation in front of you. That being said, my third takeaway is that we really need to be keeping our eyes on this conversation around these new technologies. The technologies that are coming to market are getting better and better, and there might be patients on your caseload who would be a really good fit for them. Someone who's naturally interested in virtual reality or gaming would be a great fit for this. So this is definitely things that we want to keep on our radar and something that we will continue to be following and talking about on the OT Potential podcast. Okay, if you have thoughts or questions on these topics that we're covering today, I do want to let you know that the OT Potential Podcast is an extension of the OT Potential Club. The OT Potential Club is our online version of this journal club, and that's where we really dive into these topics and discuss them as a group and discuss how these things are actually playing out in your therapy practice. Last week, as I mentioned, we talked about high repetition rehab and in the discussion, people shared both about high tech devices that they were seeing in their clinics, as well as low tech devices. For example, the interactive metronome, which is also used in pediatrics. Uh, So a lot of these topics don't just have to do with the particular practice area of the journal article. They really have ripple effects and implications for all of us. So I encourage you not to be shy about jumping into these conversations, even if you're not a stroke therapist or if you haven't worked with virtual reality. Really, what we're trying to achieve through the forum discussions is drawing applications to our actual practices and making connections across practice areas. And I want to end by giving a shout out to Maggie Sheffield and Sanchala Sen because they really headed up our discussion last week on that high repetition motor rehab. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think this week. You can sign in or sign up for the club at otpotential.com. And as always, I hope that this podcast helps you provide great care this week.